Welcome to the Post-COVID Church Podcast with your host, Stuart Kellogg. Thank you for listening today, our guest, Ronnie Crudup Sr., the Administrative Bishop for the Fellowship of International Churches and the Chief Bishop for the Mid-South Diocese. In addition, he serves as the Senior Pastor of New Horizon Church International, which he started in 1987, under the instructions of the Holy Spirit to quote, go establish a church that would be on a new horizon. The church located in Jackson, Mississippi has certainly done that, growing from about 60 members to now 3,500. Bishop Crudup earned his undergraduate degree from Jackson State University and his Master of Divinity from Reformed Theological Seminary. Bishop Crudup has celebrated over 40 years of his life with the First Lady Jacqueline Crudup. Together, they have four grown children and eight young grandchildren. Welcome to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. Thank you, Stuart. It's great to be with you. When we talked uh, a few months after the shutdown, you told me a successful ministry comes back to the ability to serve the people. So tell me, how has New Horizon done serving the people? Well, in the midst of COVID, uh, uh, that definition probably is pretty uh, applicable in a sense that we are struggling, okay, uh, to serve our people. And so uh, uh, we, we are a struggling, successful church, I guess, then, as a part of that. Has the biggest part of the struggling uh, been staying connected or serving needs or both? I think it's both. Uh, certainly, I think we've, we've taken advantage of, of technology that is available, we've ramped up on things. And, and so now we're on a lot of various venues that we get our message out. And certainly we're touching more people now than we ever imagined. Uh, but on the other side of that, there is a real struggle to be able to uh, uh, touch people beyond just that virtual platform. Uh, and so we hear from people all the time who are, uh, uh, you know, missing that various level of intimacy and interaction with uh, with pastors and other church members. And uh, we now know how important and critical that is in people's lives. And so uh, it is uh, it's an ongoing process. Well, tell us how you are um, managing the in-person versus uh, the remote. We are... Uh, from March, of course, we shut down in March, and we didn't have, we only did remote uh, virtual services up to October. Uh, the beginning of October, we began uh, one service bag. We typically had three services in two locations. We began one of our services back, uh, but even that scaled down. No nursery service, no children's church service. Uh, that went in, hand in hand with the virtual platform. Uh, and so uh, as another effort, uh, we probably had about 10% of, of our attendance, uh, uh, attendees to come back for that service. We've also noticed something over this that uh, probably at least 60 to 70% of those folks are a whole different group every Sunday. <laughs> so that tells you that there are a lot of people who want to try it. Uh, you know, people are still struggling with, is this safe? Uh, and so uh, it's been good. As we know of, we, we haven't had anyone to, uh, to be adversely affected uh, by 
uh, the gatherings. We do, we keep all the protocols in place, uh, you know, from temperature checks, you know, washing hands, uh, uh, people elbow bumping and things like that, you know, staying away from hooves and all of those things. Uh, but it has been uh, a new learning experience. How have you kept up with those who couldn't visit? Has it been um, using staff and lay to, to stay connected via phone? Or how, how have you done that to keep those connections? Because you are such a big church, 3,500 members. We've engaged our leadership. Uh, we were a small group church. Uh, prior to this, and uh, we believe that that gave us a leg up. And so we've certainly engaged all of our leadership to reach out to, uh, uh, to people. And so uh, that has worked, I think, pretty well. Uh, there are always those people that you really struggle to catch up with and touch. But uh, I think we're, we're succeeding in, uh, in, in having some similitude of uh, uh, of the touch on uh, pretty much everybody in the congregation who wants to be touched. <laughs> My guest, Bishop Roddy Crudup Sr. with the Fellowship of International Churches. And you oversee, you have a, a big church or senior pastor, but you also oversee a lot of smaller churches. Um, have any of them closed or do you anticipate merging or talk about some of the smaller churches and those challenges? There are about 25 churches, other churches in our diocese, and uh, none of them have closed. Uh, they're all uh, having various levels of, if you will, success. Uh, all of them have, uh, I think, adapted to this new normal, uh, and uh, they're all virtual in some kind of way. Certainly some with better technology than others. Uh, some who actually went back to in-person worship uh, uh, before others. Um, a lot of those churches uh, would also be in rural areas. And so that dynamic seems to be a little different. Uh, they're all uh, certainly struggling with the pandemic. Uh, but uh, interesting enough, some of those in, in the rural areas are having, they're probably somewhere around 40% uh, uh, of their people who may be back. So uh, they've got a little bit more of a normal experience uh, than others. Uh, I think all, none of them have, uh, it's interesting as worship, they, they still aren't doing nursery service or a children's church type service, but at least they have something going for adults. Tell me, Bishop, how has this pandemic changed, one, how you preach, and two, how you lead? I would like to think it's it has made me a little bit better preacher. It, it certainly has made me a shorter preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Silver lining for the uh, congregation, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, uh, absolutely. We, we laugh and joke about that. I, I, before this, I probably averaged somewhere between uh, 40 and 45 minutes of preaching every Sunday. I'm, I'm down to, to 30 every now and then. I may run over 35 minutes. Uh, so, uh, and it's interesting, and you would know that even though I'm, I'm on a lot of radio and, and television have been uh, for a long time, um, uh, through this, I saw the need and, and everybody around me that we, we've got to uh, be shorter. Uh, and so, uh, and, and I think that uh, also I've, I've worked a little harder 
as a part of the to make that connection because for a long time I was only talking to that camera. I mean, so beside from the production people, um, and so uh, certainly I had to uh, uh, make another level of commitment. Um, I had to look at how I typically preach formats, all of these things, and so I like to think that I've gotten better. Um, and uh, and then the second question was how it's changed how you lead. I think that it really has spoke to the fact of, of leadership. You know, uh, um, leadership really is about facilitation uh, as opposed to uh, your your practice except for what you're doing then modeling. You know, a lot of times we, we, we uh, particularly I think in the church setting, we we, uh, we we talk a lot more about modeling things out and hopefully people will grab that as opposed to facilitating uh, circumstances. And so I think that this has really tested uh, my leadership uh, skills. And uh, we are doing this with less people. That's part of this. And, uh, and, and having to be a lot more effective uh, because of that. Uh, and so I, I hope that I'm, I'm leading better. A challenging time. Well, anyone who's heard you for any length of time know you uh, believe, quote, nothing just happens, someone has to make it happen. How has this pandemic helped you raise up other people to make things happen because there is such a need? Um, we're even more dependent upon people. Um, the laity, you mean the leaders, not, not staff? Absolutely. Uh, and so um, maybe what we presupposed before, um, you know, you can't uh, depend on that as much. And so uh, we, we've certainly tried to engage more people uh, into uh, uh, this experience. And I, once again, I, I, tell, I, I tell my folk all the time that this pandemic is about change. And the reality is we needed to change. All of us needed to change. I don't care how much success you typically thought you were having, we all needed to change. And, uh, and so this thing is stretching us, pushing us, uh, forcing us into circumstances that we may not have been as comfortable with those at the very beginning, but I think we're going to come out of this so much better. Certainly, we're reaching more people than we ever have before. Uh, our giving is up. It's been amazing. And, and I also tell folks this, uh, Stuart, that God has shown that he can take care of his church. He, you know, he really doesn't need us to do that. Uh, I've got people, a lot of people who, when they were sitting there watching me every Sunday, I, I couldn't engage them to give anything hard. Those people now are tithing, I mean, really great givers. And I'm sitting there saying, wow. Now, I'm not the one that encouraged them to give and support the church. God did that. And so... Uh, God is demonstrating to me, and I think a whole lot of others, as I talk to people who have similar experiences, that what belongs to him, he can take care of it. 
And, uh, and so uh, we certainly can't be as boastful or arrogant to think it's about us. My guest, Bishop Rodney Crudup, Sr. He is Senior Pastor of New Horizon Church International. And you're also co-founder and CEO of Mississippi Faith-Based Coalition for Community Renewal. How can the post-COVID church do a better job uh, outside the walls, all types of churches? Um, I think that that is another point in this is that um, we need to define, we need to expand the, our definition of what ministry is. Uh, we talk about holistic ministry, uh, but very often I think we did certain things we were comfortable with. Uh, and so now uh, we've had to expand what we do uh, and uh, to touch people in ways that maybe we didn't touch them before. And so I think this is indicative of where the Lord wants us to go. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's, it's been it's been gratifying to be involved. What about uh, knocking down those those walls between churches or denominations to get things done? Do you think this pandemic will help in, in that regard? Or do you think everybody will go back into their corners? I'd like to think it's gonna help. Um, once again, back to that whole point of change. Woe be to us if we just go back into our corners. Uh, woe be to us if we don't really uh, see the benefit of better collaboration, uh, of uh, bringing those walls down and crossing those barriers. Uh, and so uh, I certainly have, I think, learned that lesson. Uh, and I'm a lot more open uh, to working with other people and um, and I hope they will be with me as well. Well, that brings us to uh, even uh, broader to the nation. We have experienced a political and social upheaval unlike anything in at least a generation here in America. How do you think the post-COVID church can best be a part of the healing uh, in this nation? I am... Um... You know, we're in one of those interesting deals that we not only have experienced uh, this pandemic, but we've also experienced the most contentious uh, election cycle. Uh, I know in my lifetime, I'm, I'm, I'm 67 years old and um, I've never seen anything like this. Um, and so, and, and I tell people, uh, to me, that's God. I mean, you know, God is speaking in the midst of the circumstance and um, and so uh, the church has not done well, <laughs> uh, particularly in this election cycle. Um, and um, I, I think the church has got to heal itself. I, you know, uh, interesting, and I'm, 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 I'm a charismatic guy, um, and I believe in, in prophecy and such as that. And one of the things that I believe that the Lord said to me was, that uh, he was bringing judgment upon his church. Um, and that, uh, uh, that we were gonna see ourselves differently. Uh, I think if we don't get the message 
that uh, our separation, our division, uh, our thought about what may be the most important things. Uh, you know, a good example of that is a lot of us have these litmus tests of what we think are the most critical circumstances. Maybe what we thought was not what God really thought. Uh, and so uh, I think we've got to go back to the table. We got to pray a lot more. Uh, we've got to, if you will, heal ourselves so that we can be better for the nation. And humility is part of that, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't help but humble yourself. And I think you learn nothing if you, uh, if, if you aren't humbled by this circumstance. Finally, uh, what has made you feel the most optimistic about the body of Christ going through this pandemic that bodes well for the post-COVID church? That, uh, that the faithful are being faithful. Um, that God is speaking to people about faithfulness. That's not just giving. I think giving is indicative of it, but I think it's prayer. Uh, I, I think it's people uh, uh, being involved where they can. And so I'm excited about the faithfulness of people uh, that, uh, uh, that God knows his own. He can call forth. You know, he can speak to his people. And so uh, he doesn't need us. Uh, it's a privilege to serve, but we're not required. Uh, and so whoever you are, you talked about humility a little, little, little earlier. That should be very, very humbling. And I think that if we don't humble ourselves, uh, if we don't learn these lessons, then I think uh, we get moved. Uh, and so uh, the scripture says God puts up who he wants to put up and he pulls down who he wants to pull down. That's not just presidents and, you know, political leaders. That's, uh, that's church leaders as well. So we are not God. <laughs> we are not. Well, thank you for listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. My guest, Bishop Ronnie Crudup Sr., Administrative Bishop for the Fellowship of International Churches and the Chief Bishop for the Mid-South Diocese and Senior Pastor of New Horizon Church International. Great to reconnect with you again, Bishop. Stuart, it's really good to talk to you. Bless you. Our mission, helping the church plan and serve the post-pandemic world. I'm Stuart Kellogg. Thank you for being part of the Post-COVID Church Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Post-COVID Church Podcast. You can find much more at the Post-COVID Church group on Facebook or on the website, thepostcovidchurch.com.